0: Who gon' check me? Who gon' call me? Bitch, I'm ballin'. Prince and Body. Who gon' check me? Who gon' call me? Bitch, I'm flexin'. Prince and Body. In your lobby. And I'm ballin'. Just like Brownie. Just like Ronnie. Just like Vladdy. Just like Ronnie That's our test Damn, I'm the best I do confess Kobe number 8 That's on my chest Jordan the Great Yeah, he the best LeBron with the flex And with the checks Who gon' check me? Who gon' guard me? Bitch, I'm ballin' Prince and body Who gon' check me?
1: Prince and Barty. You already know who it is, man. It's your boy, Mama the Ghost, that man again, aka Hayes. Prince and Barty, Prince and Barty, Prince and Barty. What's up, man? Man, sipping that good tea, man. You know how we do it, man. Getting ready for another eventful episode of Prince and Barty. Absolutely. Let's, let's, Let's jump right into it, man. So I I was scrolling this week on my Instagram, and I noticed there was a comparison of different variables with Bigman. So on one end, there was Rudy Gobert. On the other end, there was Anthony Davis. So you look at all their numbers, but the one number that really jumped out on the page was four years, 215 million, and four years, 190 million. So we're gonna ask, you know, our resident basketball expert
2: the GOAT what's his take man um I see I see where you're going I see where you're going but I think it's deeper than kind of what you're thinking right if you look at Rudy Gobert he is if you're a fantasy guy you know he's an excellent pickup he's a guaranteed double double may give you five blocks he does a little bit of everything you know what I mean and I think he basically had the Jazz over a barrel, bro. They had to pay him. You just give uh, Mitchell that extension. Who's the other guy in uh, in Utah? They just paid Clarkson. He come off the bench. They knew that if they didn't lock Rudy Gobert down, he would have probably ended up in Miami or ended up somewhere else. So I think he kind of had the advantage of what the market was out there. So they overpaid for him. Because in no planet is Rudy Gobert on Anthony Davis' uh, stratosphere.
1: You know, the first thing that jumps out to me, man, is that last game in the bubble against Utah. Remember what AD did versus Gobert? Clinic, they had the, a clinic. Yeah, and so the only thing I'm thinking, man, I, listen, I always say this, man. You know, some people say, certain people, when they make more money, like, for instance, Giannis has more money than LeBron. But does that mean Giannis is better than LeBron? We all know the answer to that question. But it's it's funny in the world that we live in, most things people look at is the paycheck. So once you, you you see this person is probably making a certain amount of money a year, maybe 4.5 or 6.5 a, a year. And so and now so you I, Utah, overpaying. Utah overpaying. What is Utah, what really, is Utah doing? really
2: doing? Yeah, I mean, them overpaying, I don't think that made them – a top two team, a top three team. They kind of stayed right where they were. But you know what's funny? If you look at the CBA, you got to spend the money, though. You can't just hold on to it, you know what I mean? So, I mean, he got overpaid. Blessings to Rudy Gobert. You robbed him. (laughs) You stole all that money. But, hey, do your thing, bro.
1: Is Is Utah a playoff team?
2: Ooh. Let's, let's look at the West real quick. Let's look at the West. Who we got? We got Lakers. We got Clippers. We got Denver. We got Portland. We got the Suns. We got Houston. The Kings are on to come up. <sighs> hey, I, I don't know. I, I I don't – they, they could easily be playing in the playing tournament. So,
1: you think Donovan Mitchell, of course, Spider, um, Mike Conley, Clarkson, and Gobert. I mean, I think they'll get in, man. I mean, you look at the, the, the Western Conference, the fact that Houston is in a disarray, which is our next segment, um, the disarray that they're in, they don't really know what they got. They do got John Wall. They do got Boogie. But these guys haven't even played yet because of COVID. And so I, I think some of these things are going to factor into affect certain teams. I think Utah will be a playoff team, but they won't make any noise. And so that's the thing. Of course, my man was overpaid. To me, I feel like he's a glorified uh, Dikembe Mutombo. And even then, Dikembe Mutombo was better than Rudy
2: Gobert. So that's yeah. just my- No, I feel you. I just think with, um, with the Nugget – with the uh, – I'm sorry, the Jazz – it's it's still not enough, right? Okay, Rudy Gobert, he's a he's a center, but can he stop Joker? No. Can he stop AD? No. Go down to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, he could go off forty points, but is he gonna stop a Tatum or whoever? Who is he gonna stop? A, a young wing? No. Look at Mike Conley. We love Mike Conley. Mike Conley and Drew Holiday are similar, right? Great players, all star caliber players, but. They're just not to the level where you're afraid of them. On the scouting report, like, man, Drew might give us 45 today. It, they don't have that fear with them. So I just think they're just like a mediocre team when now you're paying two guys close to $350 million of your money. You're banking your future on two guys that aren't even – the Donovan Mitchell, he might not be in the top three in his position.
1: Well, if, if you really look at it, I mean, they're only doing the same thing that Utah, I mean, that Philadelphia did. I mean, you look at Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons doesn't even have a jump shot. And then you look at Phil, uh, uh, Joel Embiid, this guy is on low, more low management than Kawhi is. If he has an upset stomach, he's going for three games. And so you look at the money that they're paying those two guys, mind you, I, I actually have a lot of respect for Ben from last year just because of his defensive win shares keep going up from year to year. So he's trying to do something better. But I see them as the same team. only difference is that Philly has better role players now because of Darren Morey. But they remind me of Philadelphia years before Tobias, years before Richardson, years before when it was just Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons coming maybe with his second year, rookie of, the season, rookie of the year season. That's kind of what I see with Utah. Um, let, let, let's jump into James, man. James Harden, real quick. What, what's what's this situation in Houston, man? This situation is just kooky, cool, man.
2: This man, Harden is just the Harden watch. We got to call it Harden watch. It's it's crazy, man. Going into the offseason, James may or may not have been in certain establishments, you know what I mean? We don't know what 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 transpired, but for a guy to just come off the street. <laughs> and just drop 44 and 15 amid trade talks, amid people questioning his weight, everything. He just, just shows you, like, I'm better than everybody on the court. It's remarkable. And I think, like, it just shows the trade suitors. Maybe teams just like, ah, oh, is he worth it? He pretty much showed everybody he's worth it. But, now nah, I think James Harden says some kind things about Osiris, Like, he's an intelligent guy, very competitive. So, maybe – Maybe they can work it out. I would like to see James stay, man. I look at James Harden as a Kobe guy. He needs to stay with up that franchise, win or lose, and they build around him. I think if James stays and just continues to dominate and just have competitive teams, that might be his championship. Does that make sense? Even if he wins, it's like, all right, you know what I mean? James was here. We played very hard, almost like Karl Malone and John Stockton. They're legends. And you don't look at them like Malone got a ring. You don't look at Malone that way. You look at Barkley that way because Malone was with one franchise more or less. He came to us, but you know what I'm saying. Malone I mean, is a jazz.
1: <laughs> James Harden to me is Allen Iverson with beer. He's gonna he's gonna fill the stands. He's going to give you some form of urban urban feel. whether it's in the strip club, whether it's in with the rappers. Same as AI. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna put your favorite sports player in a turn cycle, same as AI. You know, he's gonna cross him up, he's gonna wet him in his face, and that's it. But he's not gonna, he's not gonna win championships. And that's just not James. We've had James with Chris Paul, he couldn't pull it out. We had James with, with Russell Westbrook, he couldn't even win two games versus the Lakers. I mean, when you look at Kevin Durant, KD would have at least won two games in the series. You look at LeBron. LeBron would at least have won two games maybe in the series unless you're going up against that 2018 Golden State team with four dominant superstars. The only thing I look at with the hardened situation, man, is this, this saga is, 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 is probably the only thing that they really have to be looking forward to because nothing's going to happen for them in the end of the season. And honestly speaking, till we even get a chance to see what Boogie and Wall looks like, On the court, that 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 whatever COVID that these guys caught, did they caught some serious bad COVID because they ain't played yet?
2: We over it's a whole. They playing playing with like seven dudes. I think the equipment manager about to suit up. It's crazy, but hold on, real quick, just to push back on the James Harden thing. We just talking. Okay, what do you? So we talked about Steph Curry, right? You see that uh, Golden State's kind of struggling, and I said. Do you think Steph Curry, if you switch James Harden and Steph Curry, because you can just switch them, right? Do you think Steph Curry would have led those Houston Rockets teams to the playoffs as James has done year after year? Because it's the same thing. He has the talent in Golden State right now, and he's getting blown out by 30 every night. Why do you think it's a different thing between James and, and Steph? I think Steph probably still would – I don't think he would do it as many
1: years as James, but I think maybe one or two of the years that James did it, those four seasons that he's done in in, in Houston, yeah, I think he could just from this standpoint. Steve Nash was in that system. Uh, James Harden was in that system.
2: No, so, no, no. Not stats. I'm talking wins and playoffs. I'm not talking like – Steph. I,
1: no. Well, no, I I, not, I, still, I still say one of the – maybe one of the seasons that he could have led them to – a western conference my my mindset is is this if he did it with steve nash in a more physical the league was more physical now the time when nash was playing things were a little bit more physical Uh, we got a little bit lighter after post kobe bryant post boston celtics the league got more softer so when you look at nash and the implemented system that's kind of similar system what they ran in new jersey that's the same system that they're running now in houston if you implement Steve Kerr or St- Stephen Curry I'm sorry Stephen Curry in that particular offense I would give him one season I'm not saying that he's on Harden's level you or you've heard me several times always say that I need to see more from Steph I, I I think that that system is what makes Steph Curry great um but I still feel the same for James I think that we're going to see a different Harden this year without that D'Antoni system they may have some similarities but it's not the same D'Antoni system. As you can see now, it's a different system in New Jersey. And who's the leading scorer for the Nets? It's not even Kevin Durant. Right now the leading scorer for the Nets is Kyrie Irving. So that shows you what kind of system that they're running over there in, in New Jersey with D'Antoni being a consultant or a, a assistant coach and 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 Steve Nash being the prototypical head coach. Um, that, that whole argument back and forth, Harden, Kerr, my biggest – I mean, not Curry, I'm sorry. Curry, my biggest concern there is just honestly anybody who goes in that system because the usage rate, you're going to be good. And so I, I'm not taking away from Harden, and I'm not saying that Curry would lead them to a championship, but I could see him going to a Western Conference Finals one season in Houston. I mean, this,
0: this,
2: we got a home him accountable this season. Yeah, well, so,
1: I know somebody who we holding accountable for today. There's one person we holding
2: accountable for today. Happy birthday. Oh, man. Mr. The, this is this the, this the bronze sexual uh, national anthem. Go ahead. Go ahead and sing it. Get it off, man. <laughs> go ahead, man. I, I, it, man. I, I, I'm not, hey, listen. I'm not even going to talk. Barty going to take it away, man. Tell them how right, you love your boy so much, man. Listen,
1: man. We're talking about Goat James right now. We're talking about one of the greatest players to ever lace up sneakers. Um, you know what honestly comes to my mind on this day, man? It's not the championships, it's not um, the longevity. I think about Sacramento, man. 25 or what was 25 or 26, 6 and 9. Um, you watch that game, the explosiveness of LeBron James. You see the the mindset of his game that he was a pass-first player. That alley oop that he threw to Ricky. Remember we threw the Ricky the alley oop to Ricky and he caught the dunk. Um, just yeah. always looking for the open player, um, making Doug Christie look like he's holding all this sand when he crossed Christie and he dunked it. I mean, we we've, we've been watching him do this for eighteen seasons. I mean, okay, mind you, you got your Jordan fans out there who feel that he's Mind you, have some Kobe fans that feel he's not even number two. You got people who think Magic is still better than LeBron. Let's appreciate what we have. This guy's 36 years old, 18 seasons. I mean, Prince, be real with yourself. Me and you, we grew up, and I know you done had all kind of jobs just like me. Now you know, and I know, that literally at jobs we got that one friend that he gonna miss at least one or two days out of the month. He knows. I'm gonna go ahead and take my sick days. One right. thing you get, LeBron don't spoil. I mean, LeBron has spoiled us, man. He don't. He, he he plays, man. He plays. You can say what you want, but he plays. He gets his players in in contention, and you can say whatever you want to say. But he brought Los Angeles, him and AD, back to contention. And honestly, after this season, and after he retires, Los Angeles will probably be the number one. Championship team in NBA history, probably for years to come because I don't see the Celtics catching the Lakers.
2: Hey, I can't, I can't dispute anything you said. I mean, Braun, really, the reason I'm wearing this hat, if we're gonna keep it all the way real, um, he came and delivered. So even though I think it's like the school, what school are you from, right? I'm from the school of Reggie Miller, of Jordan, of Kobe, just cold-blooded murderers who prepared so hard on their craft that wanted to display it on the highest level and just show the world I'm better than you, you gotta get what I'm saying? But there's also the LeBron, like you said, making everybody better. So it's just kind of, and there's there's, there's a million ways to win. You can win with a a frown like Kobe and Jordan, or you can win with a smile like Magic and Braun, right? It's just, it's just different ways. They're all champions, right? But I think with Braun, what I'm really most impressed about, he has been as advertised since he was in middle school. You've never seen a story, maybe other than Michael Jackson, where, like, somebody was elite all the way through and dominated at the top in whatever level they was at. I mean, 18 years, just, he he got he a Brigadier General, bro. He got all the... All the hearts he's been through, all the battles, man. You know, much respect to LeBron.
1: Most definitely, and you know, we're not we're not gonna you know dwell too much on it because I know everybody's today is giving this man his 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 flowers. I I want to ask you of the new school players, and I'm not talking about Tatum. Let's let's go from last year's rookies and this year's rookies. Who do you think can not necessarily have a LeBron James type winning career, but a longevity standpoint of these young players? So. We're, we're, we're talking about the John Morants. We're talking about the Zions. We're talking about the uh, Michael Porter Juniors. We're talking about the R.J. Barrett's. We're talking about the new guys now, Wiseman, uh, Avi Toppin, um, uh, Kelvin Hayes. Um, who else? You know the rookies that came out. Edwards, Anthony Edwards from, from, from Minnesota. Which one of these young guys you think in a longevity state can what, play 16, 16 plus years in the NBA?
0: All
2: right, just kind of just thinking off the top of my head of who I think is going to be excellent pros, Porter Jr. for sure in Denver. I think he's probably the most skilled out of everybody you named. Just like, bro, you've seen him in the bubble. He literally got off the bench, didn't stretch, and hit three threes in a row. His skill set is like in Pluto as far as what he could be depending on how Denver uses him. The other person I see is Trey Young, who I, or I told you about, where Trey Young just has that it factor where I think he's going to be a Hall of Fame guard. He's going to be that next little guy under Steph Curry to kind of lead that new generation of guards. Um, Obi Topman, I like, these guys, I think they're going to be good, but as far as like Hall of Fame, if you're, I feel like if you're playing 18 years, you're a Hall of Famer. right? You, if you've been able to sustain and dominate that long, I don't know. It's not a lot of them where I'm looking at like that's it. Like when we saw Luca, we knew. It was like it's special. I don't know how many special ones. It's talented ones. Anthony Edwards is gonna be dope. He's athletic. I don't know, but I don't know. It's still we don't know what they're gonna be.
1: Honestly speaking, you know who I'm high on. I've always been high on Luca and Wiseman, but I, I'm more high on Wiseman, than it's from this particular standpoint. Um Luca as long as poor Singh is, is going to continue to be injured. You know, big guys with 7'6 or 7'5 and above, Yao Ming, um, George Murassan, they have that plantar fasciitis injury that continues to resurface between their 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 foot. So that's not a longevity career for him, and that can affect Luca's longevity. Not saying that Luca won't be a Hall of Famer, but that longevity ploy, that can affect him because the NBA will get physical after a while if you are – a single star trying to do everything. Look how many times Russell, Wilson, uh, Russell Westbrook has had surgery. Um, I like Wiseman from this perspective. He can shoot. Um, he can defend. He's not in his head where he wants touches. He just wants to win. I think the biggest thing why Wiseman hasn't taken off yet is because Draymond hasn't played yet. I believe once Draymond gets in the lineup, because you got to remember this, the Warriors were a good team. Remember how good they were with, 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 with David Lee when Lee was in the lineup, right? Everything was nice. It was free-flowing. They were moving. But as soon as they hit the switch and cut the line on to put Draymond in, everything flipped. Everybody knew where they were to be. Clay would cut this way. a Perk uh, would pin down off the curl and hit the three. So you got all these different scenarios or variables that's happening with the offense. My man will at least be a 20-10 and 10 player when Draymond gets there, because then Draymond will get, feed him the ball. I could see something like what you saw with the Lakers back in the day with how Bynum got his touches surely off of when Kobe ran with the triangle. They pass it to Odom, then they pass it to another big, and then they dunk the ball. So it has to be ball movement, I think, for uh, James Wiseman to be what he's supposed to be, which I still have him as. Uh, I, not the odds on favor, because you know, I picked Abby, But um, the one thing about Abby, we all know this, Obby, what, in the last, what, two seasons, he's played uh, 70% of his games. So that means he's always hurt. He's always hurt. And you look now, he was reevaluated for a calf injury in New York. So if Obby's going to continue to have these injuries, that can affect his longevity ploy for the league. But for me, I'm always going to be pro, pro James Wiseman, man. I mean, I just, listen, we haven't really had that prototypical good, great, big man. I mean, of course, AD, but, I mean, you look at the game now, we're shying away from bigs. And so, for us to finally see another good big come in like Wiseman, I'm I'm
2: actually excited. Excited to so, see I, I feel like you hit everything head on. My only thing with Wiseman is what we have to be careful with, or even what he has to be careful with is, right, Wiseman, when you have a big who has great uh, hands, you know, great instincts, uh, he can move well on the screen and roll, things of that nature, you could be put in what's called the dunker spot where you could become a DeAndre Jordan and you could become a lot of, you know, you know, that typical Stromile Swift, taking it back in the days, these people kind of the Sean Kemp kind of roles, right? The problem with the dunker spot is you're not featured. So a lot of your points relies on offensive rebounds, beating your man down the court. And when I look at like a big of the future who I think is going to be great, I look at DeAndre Ayton in, uh, in Phoenix. He has the old school. He has the old school center of uh, Akeem Wong, Patrick Ewing. He's the big that, but he's skilled. He can face up, post up, and I think Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they're gonna like, they're gonna have a synergy down there where they're gonna make Aiden take a step this year. Clint Capella is going to take a step these year, this year, you know what I'm saying I just don't want, Wiseman I don't want him to get lost if, they, if he learns, I think more offensive moves and gets better offensively, because when you become the hustle dunker guy you have no identity, look at, look at Pascal Siakam, he struggled in the bubble because he doesn't know who he wants to be he hustled with Kawhi, now, no you're the man now, no you take the last shot now and I think he doesn't know how to adjust his game. Do I face up? I think those guys get confused. But I, I hope I think Wiseman's gonna be gonna be dope, man. I just, it's easy to get lost in just being the dunker spot guy, is what I'm saying. Cause you can still get 20 and 10 in that spot. Most definitely, most
1: definitely. Uh, let's move to the forefront of the ring, man. I hear with some things going on in the, in the boxing ring. What you got for us?
2: Yeah, man. I think it's it's really like a lot of um, a lot of chatter in the boxing world as far as is the the art of boxing being exploited. You know, is it become like a, a, a clown, a circus? You know what I mean? I seen something the other day with uh, Timothy, uh, I Timothy Bradley and uh, Ward, Andre Ward, kind of talking about the free enterprise of the real boxer finding a celebrity like with the Logan Paul, the Jake Paul situation with our Nate Robinson and Floyd. Is that making boxing look like Harlem Glow chattery and the real boxers may, may not be able to book fights because this reality stars fighting. Well, Like where, where do you stand with that or is like whatever? if any sport
1: has taken a hit, it's been boxing because the glory days of boxing was what you heard when Roy Jones said on club Shay, Shay, the eighties and the seventies. So you think about all the great fighters were going on. And of course the heavyweight division had great fighters. You had Spinks, you had a uh, Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, um, um, uh, Muhammad Ali, all these guys, Mike Tyson, when we move on to the nineties, look at all the great fighters we had sugar Ray Leonard, sugar Ray Robinson, Marvin Hagler. Now, I mean, we're still living off of Floyd Mayweather. When is he going to come back and box? That's it. Is he going to box this UFC star? Is he going to box this, this, this reality show person? The game itself has literally changed because people really don't watch box. UFC now uh, has, has better numbers than some, some of these fights if it's not Floyd or Pacquiao. And so the thing, of course, is going to be a cash cow now because, listen, more people probably watched the the Tyson-Roy um, Jones fight than one of the last major fights that we've had. So I think that the ratings are going down because I don't think we had too much of a sell. And, of course, the the fight, the earlier fight we had this year, that was a great fight. But at the same time, you know, besides that, that one heavyweight fight we had earlier this year, boxing is not – you know what it was when me and you were growing up. You know we would get to school, the schoolyard, in between classes, and cats would have arguments. Did you see what Hagler did? Did you see what Tyson did? Tyson knocked that guy out in thirty seconds. Like we don't have that now. What we're literally arguing about is when is somebody going to knock out Floyd Mayweather? When is Floyd going to actually take a shot in the chin? And so, the, the 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 sport itself, and I'm not saying that it's dead because it's not, because we still have some great fights that happen maybe once a year or once every other year and you still have some great fighters in the flight class. But the only thing I'm looking at from this standpoint, the fighters now are not that, that grab that like, you know, when we saw, so Roy, he was doing this, putting his head in and backing up. You know, we think of Mike Tyson, he knocking you out, Evander Holyfield getting bit in the ear. Um, um, Lennox Lewis technical, one of the greatest technical fighters we've ever seen. Like now, man, we probably got like a, a handful of stories in boxing. Like when, whenever we talk boxing, it always comes back to Manny, always comes back to Floyd, comes back to whatever UFC fighter wants to come. And now we're on this whole Nate Robinson, Paul situation. And so that's showing you where boxing is now. And I'm not against boxing. Like I love the sport, but you know, it's funny. I think these kids nowadays, they, they've lost that art of let's get in the ring and, and actually fight. You know, nowadays, these kids want to, you know, and I, I'm not throwing shade, but they want to pull the trigger. They don't want to, you know, learn how to actually defend themselves. And that's where the sport is, is taking a hit. Yeah. It's taking a single hit.
2: Yeah, I think what you're kind of talking about is the showmanship, right? Where a lot of these guys, like, it's funny. In my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, Canelo Alvarez is pound for pound the best fighter in the world, right? A lot. Right, a lot of people will say that, and if Canelo Alvarez and the other person would probably be Bud Crawford, right? If Bud Crawford and Canelo Alvarez is walking down the street, people walk right past them. Mm. So it goes back to the showmanship. Floyd was loud. Roy Jones was in your face with it. They put on a show to make you buy into their brand. I think a lot of these guys are just working on their crap. Canelo just. Knocking people out and not speaking and not even dancing. He has no emotion. You know what I mean? People want to buy the emotion. That's why Floyd has the money team. Floyd just created a persona with him. So even if people wanted to see Floyd lose, they're spending $50, $99, $150 to watch Floyd lose. Mm. There's nobody like now where I'm like, you know what? I got to watch this fight. Unless you're a real boxing fan. Right, but I, I feel you, man. Like like you said, the, the Wilder Fury fight was the last fight where I know people who aren't boxing fans who got the fight because of the build up and black dude versus white dude. You know, it, it, it had all that the perfect storm to sell. But yeah, the, this doesn't help boxing. This sideshow doesn't help the artistry of boxing. Like, it's a lot of great fighters, you know what I mean, out there that it's like Jake Paul getting more calls than them now. Hmm. So, <laughs> and,
1: but that just that shows where, where the mindset is now. I mean, you got to remember we're in the social media era. And so he's a social media guy and he's going to get that plug heavy because of so what social media is doing. And so that's, that's the crazy part about it. But hey, man,
2: this is life, you know, it's evolution, things change. <laughs> No, uh, for real, man. You, you know I got my crazy uh, questions and just what ifs. I was thinking about kind of some of the greatest sports teams, franchise that have never won, right? And you think about those Weber, Mike Bibby teams in our Sacramento, right? You think of those Utah Jazz teams, those uh, Buffalo Bills teams. So what are some teams you could think of that just were great teams, but they could never – get past that that ghost. with it might have been lebron it might have been jordan it might have been montana brady the grace of that era that just stopped the people from winning
1: greatest team to never win a championship everybody's going to be shocked it's not a basketball team it's not a baseball team but it's a football team if you've been to the super bowl as many times as they did in the 90s that's just my thing the buffalo bills went to the super bowl more than some cats would go see their own mama in a year. They kept going. You look at uh, Andre Reed, you look at Thurman Thomas, you look at Jim Kelly. You know, well, I'm happy that the man is actually defeating cancer right now. You look at uh, Bruce Smith. I mean, that team was, was every year. I mean, you want to talk about a team and then you want to talk about triplets, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas, <laughs> Jim Kelly. I mean, that Buffalo Bills team was a great team. Rest in peace to Marv Leary, uh, Marv Levy, the uh, uh, head coach of that team. Great team, man. And the funny thing is, I'm happy now that we have the Bills winning again. It would be nice if they made some form of noise in the playoffs, even if they could just make it somehow to the AFC Championship game versus the the Kansas City Chiefs. That would be good as far as nostalgia, thinking back of those days of those Buffalo Bills um i I love that bills team but i mean if you want me to put any um uh, extra teams on, we can talk about the the seattle mariners when they during the yankees era yeah they won what a hundred and what 15 games that one season and couldn't win the the championship the thing with baseball you get that a lot the team who wins the most the dodgers used to win 100 games all the time and never won it so, you you know, you can name so many different great teams. That Sacramento team was a great team. I mean, there's so many teams you can throw. I just always felt for the Bills because the Bills would lose sometimes off of a fumble. <laughs> they will lose off of a field goal. Yeah. And so you look at they played the whole season. And think about when their era actually stopped. And it was the miracle that happened in Tennessee. <laughs> and Tennessee went to the Super Bowl. And then we haven't heard anything from the Bills ever since, other than Flutie, Doug Flutie, when it was Flutie time. But that's just the Bills.
2: And the sad thing about it is that's how you know nobody remembers second place, that old uh, saying, because I feel like when you talk about running backs, you never bring up Thurman Thomas. And he dominated his era, right? You talk about receivers, you never bring up Reed. When you talk about quarterbacks, who brings up Jim Kelly? Nobody. And
1: they dominated Frank Wright gets more love than, than him because of what he did in the comeback. And that's sad. That's sad. You think about that. Frank Wright, they mention that comeback versus the Houston Oilers all the time to the point where now he's a head coach of the, 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 the Indianapolis Colts, and he got Philip Rivers looking great. But that's it, – it's, it's, man, listen, you think of all those teams. i just say this, to make it to the Super Bowl, look at the Seattle Seahawks. How many times did they make it to the Super Bowl? They were talking about the Legion of Boom being one of the greatest defenses of all time. The Bills made more Super Bowls than the Seahawks, but we have more respect on the Seahawks because they won one. And that's kind of sad. Think about that. To make it to a Super Bowl, you heard T.O. and Randy say, they said, bro, just to get to one Super Bowl is hard. They went to consecutive Super Bowls. Bowls. Like it was a chili bowl here. It was chicken noodle soup here, and he had mama's jambalaya right here. And they ate all three bowls. They may not have finished the bowl at the end of the game, but they made it to the bowl and they ate all three bowls. I mean, if that is not any credit in itself, a Super Bowl, the pain of football, the agony of injuries, you know? And then you think about Bruce Smith, the third greatest sack of all time, you know? Listen, quickly, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just wanna say rest in peace. To Kevin Green, man, second greatest sack of all time. He passed last week. We really didn't even show him no love. But I'm, I don't mean to cut off the segment, but I want to give the, the people a story. If you don't mind me, give them a quick story right. real quick. Uh, so when I was younger, you know I was a knucklehead. And my OG, she, she shipped me off to Alabama, Anderson, Alabama. This was like after the glory the days with the Steelers. So I'm working the drive through line at a McDonald's. That's my job. I'm going to school, whatever, working at the drive through line. And this big convertible pulls up, glass rolls down, fogged out shades, long blonde hair looking like Hulk Hogan. It's Kevin Green. He says, I'm going to give you something if you can tell me something about who I am and, you know, what I did. I looked at him like, bro, just because you Kevin Green, you must don't know that I'm Barty. (laughs) Like, bro, I'm Barty. Like, I know this. Bro, I told him the college he went to down to the year when he had 14-and-a-half sacks, down to he played alongside Greg Lloyd, one of the greatest two-man sacking team of all time for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I told him all that. Not only did he pay for his food prints, he left me a $50 tip. Wow! By far far one of the nicest, nicest cats I ever met. I promise you people, true story. Uh, it, it, it was in Aniston, Alabama. He has a big house over in the mountains in Aniston, Alabama. And everybody just speaks about how much love he was for the community. And I know you heard about the saying that he always would say. The saying was this didn't matter how big you were. Didn't how, how, matter how strong you were. It just mattered how much of a motor you had. And, I mean, when you speak of Kevin Green, this cat oh. had a motor, man.
2: A motor like none other. Oh, rest in peace, Kevin Green, man. He was I always just remember being young, watching. He's was a competitor, man. Left it all out on the field. Rest in peace. Most definitely, man. Let,
1: let's get a photo to social media, man. You
2: know what it is, man. Prince Lombardi, everything. Prince Lombardi news and Prince we trust. That's it, man. Ace Lombardi,
1: man. Really, real talk, y'all. Just follow us on every social media platform. Spotify, Apple Music, we there. And you already see the cap, man. Lakers winning tonight on Braun's birthday. I got Braun with a uh, a 30 triple dub tonight. What you say?
2: Listen, I don't don't know about nothing, man. Listen, Braun Sexuals, this y'all day. (laughs) Enjoy. Light y'all a little candle. Your king, your king, it's your king's birthday, man. Y'all enjoy. Prince and Barty is your number one source for all things sports.
1: Now streaming on Spotify and iTunes.